a bunch of witty bitches. Hey, Papa. Hey, I have a quip. You have a quip. We'll put that for a quip. It's just cadals. Ooh, ooh, a little tail end on that. Oh, dragging a little bit. I like it, though. That's good. <laughs> Perfect for episode number 123 of Witty Banter. As always, I'm here. I'm Maxie. Next to me is Hunty. What's up? Out there in Cali is Chasey. <laughs> but... There's also a little extra person it's here. It's going to be man. tough to pull off an E with this yeah, name. Yeah, you can't really do it with this name. But we do have Ian Preschel. Is that how you say your last name? Yeah, that's actually perfect. Good job. Yes. Well thank done. you so much. Ian Preschel. For somebody that can't say hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. Well, we have Ian Preschel on the show. Ian, thank you so much for joining us here today on Witty Banter. It is All the way from Japan. Honor. We're international now. Yeah, man, we're hitting up all parts of the globe. This has to, this has got to be our first international cast, right? Mr. You just Worldwide. got back to Japan, right, Ian? Yeah, like I just got back here, I think a week ago at this point, yeah. And how long were you you gone? Uh, I was gone from Japan for a month and a half, like two months around that time. And when did you initially move there? Uh, I moved there January 14th of 2017 or 16? Not 2017, 2016. Uh, I was there for 18 months before I left. Damn. So. Gotcha. And yeah. what brought you out there? Um, that's a long story, but I'll give. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll give yeah, like the reduced version. No, yeah, kidding. definitely not. Of course. Um, <laughs> sure, okay. So, like, long story short, I guess is that I was in a fee. So I just graduated college. I worked at a hospital for about a year. Uh, I realized that I didn't like it. Uh, I was doing neurophysiology stuff in a lab and uh, I didn't like it. Jesus. Didn't like, yeah, didn't like the field I was in, didn't like what I was doing and didn't like, I didn't essentially didn't like anything about it. So um, I, something happened and then I decided that I had to leave and left oh, yeah. that job and then, yeah, I killed a man. Um, that's not <laughs> yeah. true. Um, so, so yeah, so something I happened. Laughing, but I didn't know I, if I could yeah. feel okay with that. No, you're good. Don't worry. I didn't. Um, so what happened was is I decided I need to leave. And then I was like, all right, what's the one? If I had like infinite money in the world, what would I do? And like, what would I do right now if I had infinite time? Uh, and I said, all right, I would move to Japan and just like dig around. And then it just so happened that I had a friend that was out here teaching English who like hit me up that same month that I quit my job and was like, hey, wow. what are you up to? And like we reconnected and I asked her like what she was doing. She's like, oh, I'm out in Tokyo right now. And I was like, all right, well. I hope you have room in your house because I'm going to come visit. Because <laughs> of God. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then she goes like, oh, well, are you looking for work? Do you have a job right now? And I was like, no. She's like, oh, well, my hire- my company is hiring. Do you want a job? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then God. less than, I think it was four months later, I was in Tokyo. So, I mean. Awesome. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of people are super afraid to move and, like, leave even, like, their hometown or their home state. Um, and even when I moved to San Diego, like, Walk, like coming out of my house for the first time and being like, okay, I'm in a new place and I have to completely relearn all of my day to day. And it was, it was pretty frightening just for like a, at least a couple of weeks. But when you go to Japan and like you get off the plane, and, do you speak the language at all? Do you speak when you had first gotten there? Um, I, so I took like a little like mini course right before I left. Like I think it was a two month like accelerated course in Japanese. So I knew like some things like I could read so Japan has three alphabets. I could read two of them. 
Um, but Free like alphabets. Yeah, it's a it's a oh man, it's a whole big thing. Um, <laughs> but what a lot of people experience when they even if they practice Japanese for a long time is when they come over here, they're exhausted and like they're like they're like like you said like they're kind of like scared of this new place. That like even if you know Japanese really well and studied it in school, you're kind of like ah. You know what I mean? Like you're kind of like lost yeah. for what you want to say. It feels like it's just it just surrounds you with the signage and how dense the city is, and I, it just seems like it'd be insanely overwhelming. I'm just I'm curious, man. When you first got there, was what was there a moment where you're like, holy shit, this is gonna be very difficult? Was there any like moments of regret, or did you pretty much just land there and and just hit it? Mm. Hmm. We're digging a little bit because we're going to Japan. Me and Chase, uh, we're gonna be meeting up with you, man. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> Um, was there any regret? I don't think so. Not honestly. regret, but I mean like the moment you landed and you're like, holy shit, this was Culture much, shock. yeah, this was much more involved or this was maybe I bit off more than I, than I could chew. Like this was not what I expected. It's a little more overwhelming. Hmm. I don't think so. I don't recall. I mean, like I lived abroad for work before, like when I was in school, I interned at a, uh, a soccer team out in Spain. Uh, Real Sociedad and, and Real, Ma- and Why is Real your life Madrid. So cool? It's <laughs> yeah, purely purely by accident, I think. Um, <laughs> That's the right answer always. So. Yeah. So um, yeah. So I had lived in Spain and Portugal for a while uh, for work for I think like a summer, like three months or whatever. So I kind of already had like my bout of like culture shock. Right. So and like I had always loved Japanese culture growing up. Like I love anime, as many people know, and I love like samurai and sengoku basara and stuff like that so when i finally moved out here i was like no this is where i'm supposed to be i was like this nice. is yeah like it I definitely was difficult obviously but like the way i rationalized it was that like even though you can speak the same language as someone like it's not the same as communicating like i can talk for hours and hours to people in america but like am i really connecting with them so to me right. as long as like people were like open and honest with me even if they didn't know that much english and we could like at least get the point across. Like to me, that was more than enough. Yeah, I love so you that, dude. do. Yeah, you do feel like when you got to Japan that like you did feel. I don't want to say just like at home and romanticize it that much, but the idea that like when you got here, did you feel at least comfortable with your like surroundings and the idea that you like all these things and like this is all stuff that you identify with? So you did feel that sort of like comfortable feeling when you got there. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's like this weird thing. I feel like maybe this isn't true. Or maybe this is true. Like, I, I feel like people, some people are built for traveling and I feel like some people aren't. And I think that with me, like, I just love going around and seeing new places. Like, even me though too, like dude. Spain, yeah, like even though Spain isn't like my thing necessarily. When I was in Spain, I was like, whoa, that's cool. Whoa, this is interesting. I like this. And I had the same feeling every time I traveled somewhere, whether that be like England, Ireland, Scotland, France, whatever. And I feel like, Japan for me was just the natural final destination. And when I got here, I was like, nope, yeah, this, it just felt, it's like you said, it felt comfortable. I was like, I, I already knew a lot of the culture and I loved the food and I love the pop culture. (laughs) That's what I really need you uh, to shepherd me on when it comes to to visiting. I need you to show me all the best restaurants and all the best places to get drunk at. (laughs) I'm going to be jealous of a lot of things when you guys go to Japan. I'm going to be jealous of a lot of stuff, but I think the food might be number one. Of course. I'm going to be envious of when you get there. I just want to make sure that I'm not like offending anybody without (laughs) 
<laughs> without <laughs> trying to. Yeah, that's I heard there's like some cultural manners, stuff that like we <laughs> normally do that you just you don't do that shit. Over well, ask Ian. Well, that has it happened to Ian yet? Ian, did you have to go through any of these horrible experiences uh, of being a total um, American asshole <laughs> in Japan? I mean, I mean, I'm like the second they see you. They know you're an American asshole. And I tell this story all the time about how I, I worked with kids at my last job. And and like and I thought like, oh, I'm just really good with kids. But then I realized on the train that like kids would always stare at me because I would be the only white person they would ever see, or like the only white person they would see during the day. So like hmm. you instantly become this like not figurehead or whatever, but you you are a encapsulation of the foreign, the for, the foreigner, yeah. right? Yeah, so foreign. like, if you're if you're a good guy, then people are like, oh, you know, that's awesome. But like, the stereotype <laughs> for foreign guys here in general are like loud, obnoxious already. So if you have a baseline so of American, at least, yeah, yeah. So if you yes. have a baseline of, of at least being semi polite, then you're you're golden. Nice. Oh, so well, that's gotta, good. To do. Yeah, that's good. Just at least you know, be nice. When yeah, I went to the Czech, fun. when I went to the Czech Republic, I like. I was nice, but I still felt like the American douche because like on a tran or a, a, like a, a tran, am I saying it right? The tram. Tram. Yeah, I'm tram. sorry, tran. Tran is <laughs> like a popular tram. Chinese last name. I was like, what are oh, you talking really? about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on, the, on the tram, like nobody talks to each other and everyone's mm-hmm. completely like to themselves and we'd be like, <laughs> like talking and shit <laughs> to each other. And then I just was like, dude, we probably look like such assholes. You can tell, they're like, shut the fuck <laughs> yeah. up. Just this is my only time for quiet. I get this every morning. <laughs> Some American asshole <laughs> is on this. Yeah, fucking train. Well, Ian, I am super happy to have you on the show. Uh, super happy to be sitting down and talking with you for really the first time face to face. It's always been fun to talk with you on Twitter, and you've been super open about uh, you know wanting to meet up in Japan and all that. And so good to have you here. Uh, Thanks, man. I'm, I'm sure we'll be we'll be kicking off the show after our little extended intro there, but I'm excited to get into it, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess we should kind of do all that stuff that we we got so caught up in that. Let's go ahead and back take two steps back here real quick because mm-hmm. this is witty banter. We are drinking some beers on here. Yep. At least some of I mean, you and I are right. So, <laughs> yeah, and I, at least oh, we yeah, are. I don't yeah, know. Right. Oh, man. Uh, but I'll go first because yeah. I'm starting off a new theme for the month. Oh, man. Hey. And, and this theme, of course, fitting to October, is spooky. <laughs> so I've got the spookiest beers in town here. Starting off with a very spooky glass of the Spare Rib Pale Ale by Co-op Ale Works. Why out is of that Oklahoma? Spooky? Look at the can. The can it's the is the spare rib is because he's got a spare rib because he's a skeleton. You got skeletons oh. in he's front. Spooking people. It's, you know. Yeah. What? Well, it's not spooky. It's not a spooky for you? name. I'll say that. Oh, I, then, yeah, that's true. Well, then maybe I'll go it's for that on the for next George. one. <laughs> yeah, you can really hit. It's on the Oklahoma back spooky, which you don't have to do too much to be spooky Dang in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, what kind of beer is it? It's a pale ale. It's, it's light. It's so, uh, okay. yeah, a nice little drinkable, drinkable okay. beer here. What cool. about for you, Hunter? I'm uh, I'm going back to Santa Fe Brewing Company. Um, I'm trying their Imperial Java Stout. Um, it says it's ale with coffee beans. It also says not for use with donuts. And it has, it's. I kind of like it because it's just like a brown can. What a needless <laughs> like, rule. Yeah. <laughs> not allowed. dude who loves donuts and drinking beer, you just lost that sale. Would you ever be willing to take even the sweetest beer and dip your donut in it? 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Why yeah, 100%. That's, yeah, the, like, that's the easiest I sell ever. I, didn't, I guess that was an <laughs> obvious fucking sure question that I shouldn't <laughs> ask. Um, it's 8% alcohol by volume. I was looking forward to it. It's right up my alley. Yeah. You drinking anything over there, Chase? Yeah, I am. And then it's over, what, it's like noon over where you're at, Ian? So yeah. Yeah, you're, so you're he's not, already about four or five deep. He said he's going <laughs> to cut himself off for the rest of the day. He's being responsible and, and sitting the, the day drinking out. So I've actually got a pretty interesting and cool beer that Darian gave me. This is a Guinness beer. It's a 200th anniversary uh, stout. And so what's going on is it's celebrating the 200th year um, that Guinness has been exporting to America. So in 1817 <laughs> is when they first started sending their stouts over. And what they did is they went into the vault and they picked up the recipe for the Guinness uh, in 1817, and they made a batch of it, and they shipped it over here. Uh, so basically, what I have in my my glass right now is what Guinness uh, theoretically tasted like 200 years ago. So I'm fucking really excited to dig in. That's fucking cool, dude. I wonder if it's a lot different. A little glass of history. Right it's probably there. a lot different, I'd imagine. Now, Max, before we get started with the show, I got two things to run through just really quick. I got a couple congratulations I got to throw out there. The first one is to a listener named Eduardo Santana who mm-hmm. has been a fan of the show for a little bit. He sent us a question for our um, NASA special that we did. He was one of the reasons why that episode turned out so great. Oh, Got to yeah. give a shout-out to him because he just recently platinumed Neo, which Ooh. is a game that Ooh, I find nice. incredibly difficult, and I have to just get tip my hat to him. He's officially in a very elite club who has earned my respect <laughs> in video games. Very elite, <laughs> very elite club with He is me now up on the him. top of the mountain. <laughs> He's a part of the coolest people in the world now. That's so Eduardo, sure. congrats. That's awesome. Second congratulations goes to a very close friend of ours, Ian, named Cole Blair. We've known Cole Blair since being in uh, middle school. And Cole just recently moved to Chicago. Damn. And he did it in such a way that I'm just incredibly proud of. You know, kind of talking with you even before the show, Ian, about how people are afraid to move and stuff. Uh, Cole wanted to move so bad that he he basically worked out a way with his company to work remotely, even in a different city. So he busted that fucking door down, and now he's living with his girl out in Chicago. Just big congrats on the move, Cole. That's I'm super sick. excited to come and visit you. Way yes. to go, Cole blooded. That's awesome. Way, yeah, Cole cold blooded. I like that. Cole. <laughs> <laughs> I actually uh, recently mailed him a housewarming gift. Oh. And I'm sure he'll get the gift before he listens to the podcast, so it's okay for me to spoil it here. But what it was is that I was recently moving from my house, and I was digging through some of my old stuff, and I found on like this tattered piece of like treasured notebook paper two pages of the full rap that I wrote for him <laughs> when I was in like seventh grade, when I wrote a whole rap about how cool he was. About Cole? About Cole that I wrote for him for some fucking reason, and it was like tattered and destroyed, and I was like, oh my God. Then I found is it, it a rap or is it a poem? It's, yeah, it's, what's the difference really, it's right? It's really a serenade. Yeah. And I, uh, <laughs> just stupid shit. So That's I framed great. him and I sent him to him. So I was like, if I come visit you, and these aren't on your fucking living room wall. Yeah, I'm gonna be furious. So I can't you have wait no, for that. you have no right to make that claim, Max, until you what? put that pick into a fucking frame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Who knows, man? Damn, but calling Ian, people out right you. now. 
<laughs> we're getting salty quick. Yeah, we yeah jumped right yeah, in. Yeah, you're you're coming into fucking years of pent up <laughs> angst. Yeah, wow, these friendships have generated. Oh, let's do it. Oh, I have gee, a psychology yeah, degree. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, let's diagnose us here. Bullshit. Please. Uh, but before we do any too much diagnosis, let's go ahead and jump on into this. This is witty banter. <laughs> Deep. See, yeah, the go-to for the guest people, of course. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Subtle, he literally nice. hit both sides of the spectrum. We've said the guests either go with just like a single beep mm-hmm. or like a long, drawn-out, like they don't know when to stop beep. Yeah, they just he keep had, going. They're looking at us the first and they're 15 minutes. I'm proud of you, man. Yeah, very good, man. Nice. Obviously the strongest guest so far <laughs> for multiple reasons. <laughs> Uh, one reason, Ian, and that I wanted to talk to you about while you're on the show, because these two dickheads won't ever talk to me about it. You've played <laughs> Absolver, right? I have. Yeah, right? So, I just want to get admit, real I'm quick. really being a dickhead about this Yeah, game. yeah, I know <laughs> you guys are. <laughs> I was the only one who got invested into Absolver, and nobody came with me, and finally I have somebody to talk to about it. So, before we get into it, just give me your first impressions, Ian. I saw the video that you posted about it. But nice, I want to hear it Thanks. now in person. Yeah, which, which was a great, fucking which awesome why, video, dude. Yeah, I love that line video. where you said, "Was like patience is power." I was like, "That is yeah. exactly fucking true in this type of game, dude." Yeah, yeah absolutely. Which is Thanks, why yeah, I want to talk to you face to face about it, man. So, what do you? What do you? First of all, are you still playing it? Uh, well, uh, there's so many games out right now, man. Dude, After I thing, made yeah, that absolutely. video, I was like, "All right, what's the next video going to be, and how am I going to yeah. do the recording for it and stuff?" I, I jumped in every once in a while and like play through some stuff, but but I haven't yeah. played it in a hot minute. Yeah, that's understandable because these two guys haven't played it at all, but I've been playing it a lot, and I actually really respect the game quite a bit. And I just want to talk about a few key points to it and to see kind of how you felt and maybe get these guys finally on board to actually play it a little bit. I'm right? totally on board. I just, <laughs> I just don't know why. I've procrastinated buying it. But it's all right. It's all right. But when you played it, what was it that actually like grasped your attention about the game before anything else? Um, I think... I mean, I mentioned this in the video, but I think that the mechanics behind it are the most important part. Um, and yeah. I think, I mean, Chase can attest to this as well, is that like each defensive mechanic kind of replicates a different fighting game in a certain way. Like, uh, for example, the, which mechanic is it? The There's a parry mechanic that is very similar yeah. to Third Strike. There is a dodging mechanic that kind of reminds me of how Tekken works, but how like you have to like space yourself out in a certain way in Tekken. And then the third mechanic is a um, absorb uh, defensive move, and that reminds me a lot about Street Fighter IV uh, FADC. So yeah, focus as attacks. yeah, so as someone who has like been on like the outskirts of the fighting scene for a long time, but still like knew the history and knew the mechanics of all these different games, it was cool to have one game that actually incorporated all of these styles together and then made them like work well. Yeah. So are you like, are you a fighting game? You said you're on the outside. So are you a fan of fighting games for the most part? Um, you know, I love them. I think that the most interesting part about fighting games is like how these different systems are built. Like Chase mentioned before the show that um, we played Guilty Gear together. But like I have friends that like have been doing Smash Brothers in tournaments for years. I have one friend that did Street Fighter 4 for from the, like the day it came out right up until the last tournament. Uh, I have friends that are playing Street Fighter 5 right now. Like if they're not my jam because I am trying to like get all the new games as they come out, so I don't have the like the time bank to invest into one thing all the way. Yeah. But I just oh, there's always this like inherent respect I have for both the fighting game community and fighting games in general, just because of how they're designed. Well, that's cool, and I'm glad that you brought that up because I think that 
what offers a game like Absolver the longevity that I think that it needs is it has to have like how, how fighting games are like infinitely timed, right? And like you said, you don't have enough time to put into these games because there's not a lot of like, I picked up this game, I beat it, now I'm on with it because you don't really get that out of fighting games that much, right? Because right? mm-hmm. you can always get better and it's about the competitive aspect of it, right? Uh, but with Absolver, there is like, there's a lot more than that. There is the actual game. There is you play through and you fight all these different characters within the game to learn some of these moves. And that's how you kind of do it. But then at the end of the day, you also have this sort of like ranked matchmaking system where you are supposed to go and like test your skills. And what I was hoping in this game would become a strong part of it to where it would have that more endless vibe of like, I can always go in and train more, Mm -hmm. but the more that I like see it and I'm not necessarily like gripped to go do that at this moment, the same way that I am with like street fighter five or with Marvel versus Capcom or with Mm -hmm. these other games. Right. And it feels a lot more that like absolver to me is kind of stuck in, despite having this incredible mechanics and like fighting game system that I am just in awe of and I love and I can see it and it's endless and it offers like so much, complexity when it comes to reactions and reads and stuff like that mm-hmm. it doesn't have that same feel that these other games have where like i i've already beaten the game itself and now all there's really left for me to do is to go like just kind of train maybe learn some more moves and play online i don't mm-hmm. feel super grasped to do that and i would assume that you wouldn't either right because you like aren't as into that aspect of fighting games either but i just thought mm-hmm. that, that was something that like wasn't really it's ends up it's now absolver feels like it's kind of stuck in limbo to yeah. where it's like not a full game. I mean, there's not the like idea. there's not like a straight up matchmaking system, right? Like you kind of have to like matchmaking's there, but you got to seek it out in the world. It's not really just done from a menu. Is that the case? You, no, you can do it in a menu. Okay, you can like you can just go online and it takes you to the specific arena and you fight somebody and you get points off of beating that person just like you would any other game. There's mm-hmm. a, that's the matchmaking system. It's just like any other one, right? But mm-hmm. the idea is like that's not very prominent, and then the game itself is short. So what ends up happening is that like you don't have either or, you know, you don't have this awesome experience where I wish I had a whole game that like I wish I had a Neo or a Dark Souls that played like this, exactly mm. like this, mm. yeah. that I could play through the whole thing like that. Right. And learn moves just like that and create my move list based around it. But I would also be focusing on the idea that like that is a journey driven game. That is a player experience rather than like a competitive experience. Right. Is mm-hmm. the like. There's a campaign, basically, is what you're saying. It's yeah, short. I mean, it's essentially we're all in the same world, or like you're in a server where you can play against other people that are in that same world. Mm-hmm. But then you go and you fight like the bosses that are within that area. Is there any story behind it? Uh, very loose, but it's there. I, I watched like yeah. an an hour long lore video in preparation for that video, and there's there's some interesting there about like. Do you want me to tell you? Am I allowed to say yeah. like what? Yeah, it is? totally. So it's it. like this weird thing where people end up mining it's almost like dark soulsian in a way where they don't really tell you much about what's going on but there's this like weird lovecraftian other world thing behind the scenes like people start mining this thing out of the earth called essence which is like this yellow material that you get a lot of your stuff from and then it turns it's almost also like the um not the tower of babel it's like some other biblical story i was reading but Anyway, they take this essence out of the ground and then it turns out that like some people think that they're abusing that essence. So they go out to the mountains and when they go out to the mountains, they find this this like weird alien creature that is like made this of like fucking metal as shit. Yeah, <laughs> so pretty brutal. Yeah. So like the the essence or the human or the, the thing they find out in the mountains is like this weird thing, like made out of fractals that like is like this yellow being that teaches them how to do this thing called folding. And like folding is 
about uh, like summoning something from nothing using the using the energy from the essence. But like people are using it so much in the city that the city like falls and like is destroyed almost in like an apocalyptic event. Like they don't tell you what it, yeah, they don't tell you what it is, but this being is essentially teaching these, these monks in the mountains, how to create matter from nothing using this thing called folding. And then like this being tells them to go back to the city and to like fight and to become stronger for this, unlike this coming darkness. And, but it turns out that some people in the city are like these zombies because every time they die, they, they fold, they fold and then unfold back into existence so they die and then are like reassembled essentially particle by particle and then people have been doing that for so long in the city that all they want to do is die so they're trying to rip off their masks so that they can die but they can't do that so they just go insane that's, that's awesome. super brutal. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, what a cool sounding game. <laughs> I was about to say. I was about to say. If Hunter doesn't come next week having played it, then it's like There's we no would have to sail the show. I'm going to play. I'm going to play. I'm playing. There's no hope at that. So yeah. I have a question for y'all in, in the two of y'all that have played it. And I mean, I'm sure Chase has watched enough video to know about it too. The only thing I've seen is like a little bit of a demo of some, uh, of some fighting. And do you feel like, do you feel like, the pace, the, the thing that I noticed whenever I first watched it was the pacing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The fighting isn't like this high reaction, like it doesn't look like this high reactionary, like fast paced game. It's kind of like very deliberate. Like everything looks very deliberate. Yeah. And do you think that I almost, when I look at that, I almost simultaneously think of it like it would be like a strength and a weakness for the game itself, right? Because it's like, it allows you to kind of be very methodical about about your reactions and all the movesets and shit that you can do and the mechanics, but I almost wonder if that holds it back from being something that's like highly competitive and people really like getting mm. into because of the pacing. You think that that would hold it back because of that? Is that what you're saying? Well, like, you know, like I don't think it's ever going to be is it ever going to be in like a fighting tournament, you think? Well, I think we all I wished know. I think we yeah, all wish that was the case. I also think that it is it has the depth and the legs for it, but I just don't think that the way the game is structured in terms of how you go about unlocking things like the fact that you do have to unlock things period i think is already a massive barrier to hmm. people who play competitively yeah hmm. yeah interesting you don't jump in like with any other fighting game you jump in with everything right, right yeah you just go. have the stock character yeah um and that like and i don't know if that would kind of take out some of the like the charm of it because so i mean the the biggest charm to the game is going and playing fighting other people and like learning to duck and parry and dodge moves and mm. learning moves that way. Like that's just such an yeah. awesome creative way. It's a really of doing cool it. mechanic. Really Cause even mechanic. Yeah, saying it out loud just sounds like you're describing an actual martial arts process of, yeah, in order to, to know, in order to know this kick, you need to have fucking parried it 50 times. You know, yeah. you need to know this kick. You need to really and the only it. way you gain experience <laughs> is if you win too. So if you're like parrying it once and then getting rocked, you're not getting any experience out of it. And it's kind yeah. of like how like any other game like that would work. Like even like a Dark Souls game that this game is kind of like taking inspiration from, the only way you actually progress in the game and also in learning is if you win. So if you le- if you do well, but you lose, you don't gain anything from that. Yeah. Which and is I, also cool. And I, like I saw that and I remember being like, that's kind of stupid. Cause like I'm trying to learn and I'm trying to progress and I should still be like rewarded for like learning while I'm in there. Mm-hmm. But you are right because it prevented me from going in and just playing somebody and being like, Oh, that's a cool move. And just waiting for that dude to do that move. Right. And then looking for it and not like in the moment of yeah. like actually fighting 
and like seeing it in that split second and ducking and dodging because you weren't attacking and then you just got rocked because yeah. they were hitting you with everything else. It, yeah. it forces you to be a little more clutch. Yeah. Be a little yeah. more competitive about all fighting, I yeah. guess. So why I think first. why I think that this game would never be in like a fighting tournament, right, is it's kind of like what Chase said before about the structure of it, is that like they don't structure the game in a way to make it like a fighting game. There isn't like a like, again, like we were talking about before, like, oh, is there like a mode where you just like fight one on one? Like Chase didn't even know that existed. Like it wasn't like yeah. really said from the, the get go, like, oh, this is a fighting game. Also, it's an RPG. And I feel like that's one of the issues that it'll never be at that level. And the other issue is, I think, is that a, a lot of fighting games that I play, right, one of the most like there's a good balance between like attacking and defending both both parties are having fun when they're doing that right but i feel like a uh, absolver the more fun you have is in defending like you just said so i feel yeah. like a game balanced around defending in the end isn't as fun as a game that is balanced for both of those things like we just talked about marvel versus capcom earlier before the show started and like that game is all about like new tech offense and like figuring out the craziest offense you can do and that's one of the reasons why that game is so popular but like on the opposite yeah. end of the spectrum defending while mechanically satisfying isn't necessarily something that is going to draw in a lot of people that are not of like the fighting game group if that makes any sense absolutely sense. i mean it's definitely like the newer games that are coming out which are games like Marvel and even like Injustice and Street Fighter V are all games that like pretty much, I mean, Marvel didn't really change from its predecessors. It's always been that way. But the other ones all kind of changed in a way to make them so much more like offensive friendly than anything else. Because I think coming from like Street Fighter IV to Street Fighter V, Street Fighter IV was like the most defensive Street Fighter Hmm. ever, right? Like that game was all about like if you knew your defense, then you were set. But that one was highly touted too, huh? I mean, it, they've all been like regarded for different reasons, but I mean, you know, Third Strike and Street Fighter Five were a little bit more like offensive driven, and Street Fighter Five especially is just you are rewarded so much, and what that ends up doing is it ends up putting a lot of like movement and aggression and stuff onto the screen, which looks aesthetically more pleasing right. to a viewer. But at the same time, I think as I was progressing through Absolver, and there were more elements of the game that really were like, you know, you timing your hits perfectly one it just speed or sped up everything mm-hmm. everything got a shitload faster when i was actually hitting all my perfect timings okay it got super fast and then yeah. even on top of that it became a lot more about like the second that you dodged you were trading hits instead so you were just like going back and forth and i do feel like that while learning your defense made you a strong character it didn't necessarily i don't think take away from like how it would look appealing like i don't think somebody would sit and take a bunch of hits because honestly after like one or two hits you're going to be ducking dodging or pairing that next hit after that Mm -hmm. and that made you then want to like fake your moves because you could also cancel your moves halfway through and you can faint them and then it added this other depth so i think that if it had the chance and it had the focus of being a fighting game first it would have so much more longevity but like we've already discussed it's so obvious that they focused everything all of their energy on the very cool aspect of the servers right but at the end of the day i think that made its lifespan not nearly as long as it could have been with it it sounds like it's not even right to really consider it fighting game first you know? no i don't think it is i because think it's, i don't think it is at least like in the trope of how we think of fighting games yeah. you know yeah. um but, but do it you sounds think, cool. Do you think the market is so saturated that they thought that they had an awesome fighting game idea and then like they were like, wait, we have to go against this and this and this and this and this and this. And then they were like, well, let's do something different. Yeah. There, there's, there's that. And just like, I don't know, the way that, that it was marketed, it was marketed with that RPG first. And then when you look at its uh, when you look at its 
it's uh, it's foundations like it's inspirations. We talk about Dark Souls. Like the game is so Dark Souls, it's it's crazy. And I actually like it because so many people are actually getting exposed to that pace of gameplay and that the style and the mechanics of that. And it might be a gateway drug, but I really think <laughs> that they. Um, I don't I don't know if it was in their intention to make a competitive fighter. I think they wanted a, a balanced competitive game, but I don't know necessarily. And they wanted a multiplayer game. Like, it was a multiplayer-focused game, but I don't know if it was in their mind to say, we're going to steal the audience of the of the biggest fighting games right now, you know? Mm. Yeah. This would I mean, be the absolute yeah. worst time to try to do that. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Literally the worst time ever to try to do <laughs> I mean, that. So you do, you consider, right. do you consider Dark Souls PvP a fighting game? Yeah, I mean, well, like, not in the most, uh, not in the sense of, in, in the most basic components, yes, where you are trying to take the other opponent's life bar to zero, um, it, but from that, from there, all the other details of what, of how we define fighting games, I think, start to fall apart from Dark Souls, but the PvP side of Dark Souls was very fighting game, like, oriented always one-on-one fight to the death you know because of what what i'm thinking about now is that essentially what this game is is just dark souls but you like if you invested 20 points into a video game right that's a full video game they took 15 points into the fighting game part of it and then like five points into the story whereas dark souls was like 15 points into story and then five points into the multiplayer fighting game aspect of it they just like rearranged the same resources Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense yeah. yeah, I mean, in terms of, of where the focus went, it's I I the to me the the biggest part that feels like Dark Souls is just the stamina bar, and I've always wanted to see a stamina bar in a fighting game. I think it's super interesting, and I like that they did it, and I think it works very well. Um, but you know, Dark Souls is also an experience of of, of like exploration, uh, puzzle solving through solving um, through understanding your enemies and stuff like that. And and there's really none of that there in Absolver much. Mm. So yeah. I really wish yeah. that I really wish that a fighting game made defense as interesting as this game makes it. I wish any fighting game had like I mean, dude, when you just watch it in motion, it looks real. It's in, it's incredible. Yeah. I think that's the biggest appeal for me. Just on the outside and being tempted to buy it is like it being closest to having considerations that real martial artists would have in consideration, you know, like, cause if I'm going to go into a fight as a martial artist, I'm going to probably be more on the defensive too, you know? Mm. So like having to understand that and having to think about things in a similar way, I think instead of like, while it might not be as aesthetically pleasing as a street fighter five or whatever, Mm. it's also kind of grounded more in like, reality <laughs> yeah which and is I, nice yeah and I i'm gonna really tell you right now that, it, that blocking a hit or like dodging and dipping under a hit is like that's probably the most satisfying feeling i've ever had yeah. in a video game ever <laughs> yeah like Easily. i don't know if this happened to you but like i tried the first time when i first played through absolver i played like i think like an hour or whatever as the like the dodging style like the dipping under yeah. the hits or whatever and that was kind of hard for me just because of like the multi-directional part to it because you have four yeah. options uh, with the dodging style and I didn't feel it as much, but when I got to the parry style, where I just like did like an elephant style, like out of uh, I forget what kung fu movie it is, but like you just blocked like this, like back and forth. I felt like oh, this this hits me in a way that makes me yeah. feel like I'm the coolest person in in like the entire universe. <laughs> I was like I'm a god. Like I felt like Jackie Chan or something like that. Or like I yeah. say it in the, in the video too. Pui pui. <laughs> it felt amazing, dude. It's a, yeah, it's incredibly incredibly satisfying. 
Um, but I mean, despite all this, despite all saying that there, like, there are shortcomings to the game, I do still highly recommend it if you are interested in the game. Um, it might not have a whole lot of like longevity, but I do think that there will be a small community based around it for a long time. Cool. So hopefully that kind of opens up. But that's what I really wanted to talk about, and it has been 37 minutes. So maybe we should take a second to go over to halftime and then come on back. Sure. And okay to everybody else. Yeah, Sounds good. Can dig it. If you want to keep up with the show after the microphones have turned off, be sure to follow us on social media by searching Witty Banter Show on Twitter and Instagram and liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Witty Banter Podcast. Want to steer the conversation or be a part of the show? Just go on down to wittybantershow.com and leave us a suggestion for a beer or a question for us to answer on the show. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support the cause, head on over to iTunes and leave a review and feel free to share it with your friends. Let's get back to it. We're back. Uh, we weren't talking about anime tits at all. Uh, we were pretty much just hanging out, being all of us together. Just, you know, you made stuff. that, a, you made that more out. weird than it was funny. Let's just Max. glide over that. Okay. Nobody. Yeah. Let's just glide over whatever that was that just happened. And let's head on into what, what, what are we drinking here right now? Like, what are we feeling about it? So my Imperial Java Stout from Santa Fe is fucking delicious. It's it's really good. Really? It's like really thick. It's got a little bit of chocolate, a little bit of coffee. Um, it's just exactly like when you get a beer like this, it's what you paid the money for. You know, like it's delivering on what the expectation sounds is. Sounds like a quality kind of product. Like yeah, anything. sounds very that straightforward. Yeah, <laughs> if, I don't know. I'm I wouldn't say just straightforward. Say that, I don't you know? know. Yeah. But uh, that far. But no, it's 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 basically yeah, exactly what I was hoping for. Um, Santa Fe, I feel like does it pretty fucking good. Like I don't know if I've ever had one from them that I was like not into pretty pretty well. If I look, what back else have they it. done? Anything that I would know off the top of my head? Fuck, don't put me on the spot like <laughs> so that. I don't because nope. because oh, <laughs> I don't like. I love all their stuff. Everything they put out. They is have great. one that's like definitely. In in the like the stratosphere, you know yeah. that people know about. I can't name it off okay. the top of my head. Hey, you know that's fair. I just know that they make some quality shit, and this is no exception. Right on. Uh, for me, my beer tastes like every other pale ale I've ever had in my <laughs> yeah. life. Uh, and also, the more I look at it, this isn't that spooky of a label. <laughs> so I really so just glanced at it. Not a super, not a super strong start to the spooky beers of the month. But that's okay. We've got three or four left. So. You can only work up from here. You yeah, know? you know, nowhere to go but up. But so it's great. Chase, what about you? How was beer two hundred years ago? It's delicious, dude. Really? I've been, yeah, I've been drinking quite a bit more Guinness uh, now that Darian is is working with them, and Guinness is like. It's a fucking awesome staple beer that I feel like I totally forgot about until I've started drinking it again, where it's it's dark, it's a stout, it's very like creamy, but it's also actually really drinkable because it's got a very light a- ABV and a light uh, just mouthfeel to it. That is all here with this one, except it's just much more roasty. Like it's it's just, it feel the malt is darker. It's roasty. Ooh. Yeah, and a lot, it's a lot roastier, and I'm having to really like not... <laughs> Just destroy the re- what's left in my glass to make it, nice. you know, last for the rest of the episode. Well, I'm glad two of us are really enjoying our beers. <laughs> well, and I'm sure you're also enjoying your iced coffee over there as well. So, thanks, man. I actually, I actually learned how to brew coffee 
like this past week. I like got a French press, like got picked out the beans myself, got it like a hand grinder. Yeah, I was like, the thing is, like, I have friends like out back, like where I'm from. I'm from the east coast of the U.S., and like I have a lot of friends that are like the typical Brooklyn hipster ites or whatever. Oh, wow. So they're like, yes, I choose my own free trade coffee beans, and oh, I yeah. and I grind <laughs> them myself. Uh, and I'm like, I'm like, fuck off. Like, just just get a nice coffee from anywhere. And then now I did it myself, and I was like, you know what? God damn it. Yeah, I, I could like, stick yeah, my like, nose. I could stick my nose in ground coffee for like four hours and just fucking. It's so funny because you used to hate coffee, Chase. I know, I, I <laughs> dude, like, I don't drink it during the week, but during the weekends, I probably spend like ten dollars a day on coffee. Why really? do you not drink I, it during the week? I feel like the week is where people would need coffee the most. Exactly. I don't want to need it. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, you're avoiding. I just, the I just do cocaine instead. Yeah, I yeah. just take a bump like a and I walk adult. right in. I, have a, I, don't, I don't know. I have like a a wary balancing act between needing it and not needing it, right? Because if I have it, then I'm very satisfied. <laughs> Sounds like but, a teetering on addiction. But <laughs> but if I don't have it, like I I go full days and be like, oh, I didn't drink any coffee today, you know? Yeah. But but when I do have it, or whenever I'm like wanting it, it's like fuck. Like, I what would I do without coffee, coffee nowadays? Yeah. Uh, but I'm fine with it because I, I never have more than two. I never That's have good. more than two cups. That's good. That's fine. Yeah, I always reckon because people will tell me all the time. They're like, oh, I don't ever fucking drink coffee, really. Like maybe sometimes like just don't just don't ever fucking do it because you don't want to have a fucking dependency on it. I like that it starts my metabolism a little up, you know. That's true. It gives that me is. a little a little suppressant for my appetite, too. Yeah, you can intermittent fasting with it. That's cool. That's what I do, man. I don't don't eat breakfast. Yeah, of course. There we go. Yeah, go to our diet blog, Witty Banter (laughs) Diet Blog, where you'll get all sorts of information. Oh man, I love coffee. Witty Banter Diet Blog. (laughs) That's the that's the real money. That's where all the real money's coming in. Is the diet blog. Strange mix of We've like all of my favorite candies. Been brewing uh, it up for two years. A lot of yeah, cheese and salami from Chase <laughs> is putting in there. <laughs> oh man! Uh, but as much as I love food and coffee, there's also something else that I love, and I think we all love, especially you, Ian, and that's anime. Right? We're all anime fans anime. here. We're all anime people here, and Ian, you would say that you're probably the most like inclined to know every single anime that's ever been made ever right you every that, right? single one i've i've you watched every them, single right? anime okay that's great so you should have no problem with today's game. he should just stomp us yeah you should i'm, just I'm gonna fail everybody guaranteed going to fail is, because this is going to be a very special uh max or facts and extended 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 edition right <laughs> so uh normally that's the name of my porno Extended edition. <laughs> yeah. Max edition. Wait, Max, Max or, or what? Animated edition. Extended edition. <laughs> diet blog edition. Exactly. Oh, man. So normally, Max or Facts works with five things, right? Sure. And with five things, two or three are right, and two and three are wrong, right? Are we going the World Series now? Yeah, we're, we're rounding it out here, okay? We're going to go all the way up to seven, mm-hmm. okay? Because I wanted to add some extra points into the game here. Got an extra right? person. Because we got an extra person in here. We want to make sure that it's heavier, you know. Plus, I didn't know how good he was, so I want to make sure there were more points to get more points back kind of situation. <laughs> let the uh, true averages yeah. play, play out. Yeah, let it really, yeah. Law of averages hopefully will work. Uh, flip a coin, right? Uh, so I'm going to do seven here, and four will either be true or four or three will either be true or false, right? Does that make sense? Are you, you got guaranteed. So wait, are you doing three and three and one on the 
Yeah, three and three and one on the cusp, all right? Okay. So, Does that make yeah. sense? Does that make sense to you at all? Right? I'm going to give you seven different things here. De- seven. Oh, yeah, I should probably describe yeah, what we're what doing. Yeah, what the game is. The game <laughs> is going to be... <laughs> Sorry, we came off a very loose halftime. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to give you guys here uh, the title and the description of an anime mm-hmm. that should exist, regardless of whether it does or not. Mm-hmm. Right? But some of them I made up. And some of them are very real, despite how ridiculous they sound. Okay. So, if, so three are real, three are not real, and, and one, one may, may or may real. not be real. Yeah, right? So, okay. And we're going to go through the whole list once. Wait, how does something may or may not be real? Wait, how does that you exist just, with you a just product? Have to know, you just have to know that there are <laughs> three for sure. There's three for sure. And there are three that are for sure not real. Yeah, exactly. And then you have a sway vote to say, okay, I think that there's going to be four real, or okay, I think there's four that are not real. I'm just okay. yeah, I'm letting you know that that's meant, yeah. It's definitely going to be. It's not a semi quasi real. Quasi real. It's called uh, not Pandora's box. What is it called? Uh, the thing where it's the, the cat in the box or whatever. Oh. What is it called? Ah, oh, fuck. I can't remember it. I don't even know what you're talking Schrodinger's, about. Schrodinger's cat? Schrodinger's, yeah. cat. Schrodinger's yeah. anime. Yeah. Schrodinger's anime. Schrodinger's if you look at the anime, that's a new fucking name for I this. I like it. Schrodinger's anime. That sounds great. Oh, man. But without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and get started. I'm going to go through the full list once, and then I'm going to go back through, and we're going to get everybody yay or nays on them, okay? All right. Cue the music. That makes sense. Boop. All right. The first one here is going to be an anime called Saint Young Men. Saint Young Men? Has anybody heard of this one so far? <laughs> Good. Thank God. All right. Don't cool. So we're in this. Fuck. I'm just making sure. This anime came out in 2013, and uh, in this slightly sacrilegious series... Jesus and Buddha are actually roommates in Tokyo. Oh my god. <laughs> and they get into all sorts of shenanigans while finding time to still sightsee and party and play video games while also blogging about their day-to-day lives. <laughs> blogging. That's going to be uh, again that's going to be Jesus and Buddha Saint the Saint young men, right? That's number 1 here, right? Okay. And yeah, we're just keeping a log of all our answers, so I need to I need to get my phone, but keep going. Yeah, I'll just keep on going here, right? Cool, cool, cool. So this next one is going to be called Aku no Umi came out in 2005. And this one, the world's major water sources inexplicably become intoxicating and humanity struggles to stay alive while also staying sober. The main character is a drug addict whose tolerance makes him impervious to the effects. It's like <laughs> nice. a comedy anime. Okay, Aku no Umi. Aku no Umi. All right, number three here. Okay. Aki-kan. Came out in 2009. Aki-kan. Humanoid soda cans turn into busty ladies to fight each other to determine whether steel or aluminum cans are superior. That's hysterical. Aki-kan. So chicks with big cans turning into cans I mean, to like, see which can is dominant. Exactly. Cans turning into two bigger cans to duke it out and figure out what's the best can. <laughs> I'm into it. Everybody got I, that? I don't get it at all. What? It, you don't have to. It's, it's obviously anime. commenting on capitalism. It sounds like a fucking adult <laughs> movie show. Or something. How do you not get this? <laughs> um, no. <okay. laughs> righty. All right. We ready for the next one. We got Love and Dashi. This came out in 2012. A struggling young chef is haunted by the spirit of his perverted dead ancestor, the greatest, chef, or the greatest noodle chef who ever lived. 
He is given the recipe and trained to create the perfect noodle bowl that skyrockets his restaurant for his reputation of literally giving you an orgasmic taste. Sounds like a weird, like, Ratatouille spinoff or something. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> orgasmic? Yeah, and that's, like, actually orgasmic. Like, the people who eat it literally have orgasm. I'm feeling they like, come, what's the end of each episode in this one? Like, Wait, what? I'm wondering, like, how the, each episode ends in this one. <laughs> Use your imagination. It's an anime, man. Let it go. Think about it. Right. <laughs> Nutmeg, we're one step closer. Oh, man. Let's see. what. Where am I at right now? All right, cool. I got another one here. This one's going to be Manga in Motion. All right. Hmm. From 2010. Where am I listening here? A lonely guy's manga drawings of evil pretty ladies come to life and start causing provocative ruckus around town. So he draws more pretty ladies to help him find them. <laughs> manga in Motion. <laughs> Reminds me of Doodle Bob. All right. <laughs> <laughs> How many more do I have to go? Uh, two more? Two? Five, right? Yeah. yeah, right? Cool, cool, cool. So this next one's going to be Sleeping with Hinako from 2010. This is literally just an anime of a sleeping girl that's designed to be played at night next to you because you feel lonely in bed. That's literally it. That's all the anime is. That sounds very real. Is it? <laughs> we'll have a link posted in the description of this episode. If you actually use the coupon code BANTER, you get 10% off your first purchase. So. <laughs> That'd be perfect. Of girls sleeping in bed. Next yeah, girls sleeping in bed form. next to you, right? <laughs> All right, and the last and final one here is going to be Quasar of Stigmata. It's going to be from 2010. A race of people called the Quasar battle it out using special powers. But, oh, sorry. Uh, the series also uses breast milk as a major plot device as it's used to replenish their powers. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> all right all right well, gang so we're gonna go through now and and that say our answers and then and also get the <laughs> what <laughs> all righty are we going back through right, I'm, so I'm back. literally like i don't have any inclinations here you know yeah, usually no, when i play yeah. this i feel like i have like one or two in the bag right. <laughs> like none of these are in the bag none they're all are... out of the bag <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. All right, because I got to kind of write down what everybody's saying here to make sure that the uh, game works. Seeing this is works here, right? Here, just use this. Is that all right? Yeah. Use a different page or something. But, yeah, that last one, because I thought, well, you know, I had my other one, so I was like, it's got to be this one. And then yeah. I was like, mm, it sounds pretty wrong. Everybody else feeling pretty comfortable about their answers so far? No. I know one yeah. for sure. I know one for sure, but that's about oh, it. Okay. <laughs> all right, me. cool. That's good. I'm glad. Yeah, leg that, up on me. Yeah, all right, cool. It's only one. All right, so let's start off with the first one here, man. Saint Young Men. True. Jesus and Buddha. I said true. I said that was true as well. Sorry. I just don't know. I don't know where Max goes and says today i'm gonna make up something and it's gonna start jesus and buddha like what, what? <laughs> i can see it but i can also see it being real i could just see like producers thinking that's such a golden idea I don't. you know i i cheated because i actually know this one i've actually seen oh, an episode of i this. knew nice. it cool all right so the next one's gonna be akuno umi Crazy water supply. Everybody's getting intoxicated and drunk all the time. I 
I, I said true. I said true too. Damn, I said true as well. Everybody saying true on that one? We'll go ahead and uh, leave that one in the dark while we finish this out. Okay. All right. The next one down. Aki Khan. <laughs> you really. <laughs> Max yeah. is it's the lightest part of the page. Max it's the lightest part of the page. Max keeping score on cleavage. <laughs> it's the lightest part of the magazine that I'm drawing on here. All right. It's the lightest part. She's wearing a black dress. All right. Uh, Aki Khan. Humanoid soda cans turn into busty ladies to fight each other. Determine what steel aluminum cans are better. True. Real? I said false. I also said false. But the thing is, that could easily be a thing where I say false, and it's like, nah, here's a 20-second clip. And then I'm like, ah, <laughs> man, I'm glad this exists now. I'll absolutely be sending you guys clips of all of these animes that are true. I didn't get it so hard that I was like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to try and say <laughs> it's true. <laughs> all right. So after that, we have uh, Love and Dashi. All right. Young Chef. That also has to be true because... Dashi is like a broth that even Chef Austin has cooked with, the chef that you and I have worked under. And so That's I feel true. like the, the description is just too, it's too accurate. Right. So then it makes true. it sound like maybe Max has some influence that he could throw Dashi? in there, Chase. It could, yeah. I said this was false. I said it was false. So wait, so this was Let's the one. See. Can you say the description for this one again? The description of this one is a struggling young chef is haunted by the spirit of his perverted dead ancestor, the greatest noodle chef who ever lived. He's given the recipe and trained to create the perfect noodle bowl that skyrockets his restaurant, given its reputation of giving you a literally orgasmic taste. So this is the third one. So I said maybe. I think this is fourth, right? It's the fourth, fourth? one. Okay, so I'm not crazy then. I'm not crazy yeah, then. Yeah. So I said maybe. Is that an option? Okay. No, because <laughs> no, there's one that option. there's, but there's one that there, there isn't there one option that could be could go either way. That's yeah, just to it's tell up to you your that discretion. Yeah, I was gonna say that's just to tell you that three are guaranteed. I can't give you all fake ones or all real ones. That's ah, okay, to tell okay. you that I definitely made three of these up, and three of them are definitely real. So one, if this is your if this is your swing vote, this is then you decide one way or the other. At the end of the day, you should only you shouldn't have five in any category. Okay, then I'm going to do true. True. I feel like I was just like, this is just Ratatouille. What? <laughs> you know? I said it's false. Oh, okay. <laughs> All righty. Excellent. Now we're going up to, uh, what was the next one here? Was it Manga in Motion? Number What's five. the next one? Right. Yeah, I think it sounds right. Manga in Motion here, guys. Manga drawings come to life, cause wreck on the town, draws more manga drawings to help him go get all these people back. That's true or false? I said false. false. I said false, but this is going to be one that I regret, I think. Basically, Especially if my, we all said false and we're wrong, then it really goes the straight to his head. Oh, my, yeah. <laughs> my mnemonic for this is like, if I can relate it to anything, then I'm just going to say it's not real. If you can re oh, okay. Doodle Bob, Ratatouille. Oh, some, oh I get you, I get you. I'm just like, ah. That's that my sense. only thing I can grasp. Well, <laughs> All right, so sleeping with Hinako. I said it's totally true. I said it's also true. I said true. It as just well. sounds. It sounds way too. It sounds right on the nose. True all the way across. True to the boob. All right, so the <laughs> last <laughs> one here. True to the boob. Uh, Quasar of Stigmata, 2010. Breast milk journeys of crazy <laughs> fights. Holy cow. I said true. Oh, man. I said I false. I said true also. Wait, what did you say, Chase? I said, oh. I, <laughs> I said true. Okay. 
Well, the scores and the tallies are in. <laughs> We're going to go down through. Number one, we already know, St. Young Men. It's a real, it's a real anime. It's very real. Nice. Check it out. Cool. Boom. That one can be that's knocked a, that's off. That's a point for everyone. Point for everybody. Uh, let's see. What was the next one down that everybody said true to uh, Ako no Umi? Right? Everybody said true on that? Mm. Which one was that? Yeah. Yeah, Akanumi was the one with uh, the intoxicating water. Okay. Uh, that's false. I made that up. That's no. Really Sorry, gang. Sorry I about want that. that to be real. Well, we can <laughs> produce it. Let's figure it out. Let's start, let's start talking here. All righty. Let's go ahead and skip all the way down. Everybody says that uh, sleeping with Hinako's is true, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody said that? Yeah, that's true. That's a real thing. Yeah! The coupon code does actually work, so go check it out. <laughs> so don't forget. Yeah, also... <laughs> Sleepy banter. <laughs> Sleepy banter, yeah. Are you having trouble sleeping at night? Alrighty. <laughs> Let's see here. Oh, manga in motion. We all said that that was false. Mm. Not a real thing. No way. You said you'd regret it, right, Ian? Yeah. You got nothing to regret. I made that up. That's, oh. that's not a real anime. Let's <laughs> go. That was number, what number was that? That was number five. five, right? I'm going through all the ones that y'all answered synonymously. Now we're going to go back to the top. All right. Okay. Because technically this so is there's only point like three, variation. right? There's only three differentiations Yeah, here. only three differentiations, right? All right. So number three, we've got Akikon. Let's see. Let's make sure I review this right. Hunter, you don't think it's real? Akikan is, the, is the cans who the fight. The cans. I, I, I was just so like, I whiffed so hard trying to understand what this is about that I was like, <laughs> there's no way I'm going to say this is real. Right. I understand. And Ian, you're in the same boat, right? That's yeah. Right. It's about capitalism, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's about, it's about capitalism. capitalism, dude. <laughs> there's no way it's real. It's about capitalism, and capitalism isn't real. Uh, but unfortunately... <laughs> Not only is capitalism real, this is real too, Chase. You got a point. Put a Chase on the board. I don't know if anybody noticed, but I gave six trues and one false. Oh, he's playing the odds oh, here. Oh, wow. He's going odds. That's he's, the he's first. the odds here. No, the thing is, Chase, time we've gone Chase believes odds. in anime. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Chase has faith. <laughs> Heart of the cards, dude. He just Heart <laughs> of the fucking cards. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and we're going down to the next. That was wild. <laughs> To the next one here. Do we have a Levandashi right now for number four? Hmm. All right. Yeah. So according to this, Hunter, you say this is false. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. It's, pretty, it's, not, it's not true. Yeah. And I don't Chase, have much to give you. So. Chase says it's got to be true because dashi is a real food. It's something you actually put in cooking, right? It's a broth, and you're talking about noodle yeah. dishes. That's true. And Ian also said it's true. Because he lives in Japan, he can confirm Dashi is real. Mm. That being said, the anime is not real. <laughs> Fucker, I was like, I, I was like, <laughs> all right, this is based off of something else. Because I was like, half of that description is a real anime called Shingeki oh, no Soma, and I was like, is is he talking about Shingeki no Soma? That's kind of what he does. He'll mix. I didn't some know of that one, but uh, it wouldn't surprise there, me. There, there literally is a show where, uh, a, like, a kid. There's no ghost involved, but everything you described literally is the show besides the ghost. Really? Where wow. there's there's I'll scenes where people eat. There's a whole thing where there's a whole scene where a character is trying to buy the restaurant so they can tear it down and make it into a hotel. And he says, hey, if I make food that you like, you can't knock down my dad's store. 
and then she goes fine and then sends thugs breaks into the store takes all the food so he has like potatoes bacon and like one other ingredient and somehow makes like this steak with like potatoes and bacon and, and makes the girl like like not actually orgasm but like food <laughs> orgasm and there's a whole scene about that in the show fuck <laughs> fuck well, I feel like there's like a whole genre of food isn't there food chef I figured anime yeah I yeah like that's I see that yeah I see like that's definitely one that's a thing right I yes still, it I is I still need to watch some race car anime oh, oh dude yeah. initial D that's initial that's D so is easy classic I remember seeing those uh, commercials for Initial D, or not the commercials, but like, yeah, the commercials at the beginning of my Dragon Ball and like other DVDs for like Outlaw Star and stuff. Ooh, so sick. Outlaw okay, Star. Okay, so this is the last one. Oh yeah, so we're, we're, on the, we're on the last one here, guys. Quasar of Stigmata, 2010 anime about the, the breast milk wars. That's this one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the last one, right? Yeah, right? Number seven. Let's go ahead and let's round this out, okay, Ian. I you're said, saying this isn't real. I said false. You're saying, this, you're saying false, right? Uh. <laughs> and the other two are saying true. I said true. What makes you guys think this is true? I think there's just a little too much detail. I mean, I know <laughs> you I know you like detail, but I think the detail was specific and didn't connect in a way I would think you to connect them. You're saying there's too much detail in the fact that there's a group of people called the Quasar who battle it out using powers over breast milk? I just, I just think, uh, <laughs> I think I, sometimes I think when you're making your, your years up, yeah. I think you have so much detail. You have, yeah, you overcompensate yeah. with detail. I understand. You're playing the metagame here. Mm-hmm. Chase, are you kind of in the same boat? That's why? Playing the odds. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Chase you got lucky, here. too, because the one false you got, you got was right. Well, that was easy. Oh. <laughs> that was I was literally just gonna put true for all of them, but then I was like, "That's fucking bullshit." So. Uh. <laughs> all right, well, that is indeed an anime. Boom. Which means that Chase. do we have a three-way tie? Because I have four points. I think Chase has four points. I had three points, have points, so I lost. <laughs> anime. <laughs> Oh, Are you man. sure you only have three points? Yeah, because I wrote true, true, false, true, false, true, false. Yeah, he's down one point. Okay. He is only down one point, and it was pretty much on that one, right? So that means that we have a tie here. Between me and Chase? Luckily, I am a man who is prepared. Some people call me the Batman of the group. <laughs> but we can start if you want. Don't think I've ever heard that. <laughs> we, we don't do that? <laughs> so we're going to go into a lightning round here. Uh-oh. I'm going to give you each an anime. Ian, feel free to chime in. Maybe I lost. I phone a friend. My an, my anime card is revoked. <laughs> oh man! So we're gonna start. So over we here. each get one. Yeah. Okay. We each get one. Okay. Okay. Hunter. Yep. Midori days. Schoolboy struggles to find love due to his tough guy demeanor, which I feel like we all have dealt with. <laughs> right. Until one day, his hand turns into a miniature girl that he falls in love with. <laughs> is this symbolism? <laughs> or not? That's that is golden. Um, I'm going to say it's real. You're playing the odds here? I, it's not odds. It just, it just is funny enough to have legs. I can see it being sold and like him like him like trying to not fall in love with his own hand. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, we might have to go look this one up because it sounds pretty good and it is real. <laughs> yes. Are you serious? That is real. Yes. <laughs> Midori Days. That's there's a, real. There's a joke, or there's another anime where a guy, I think it might be a joke off that then because there's another anime that has a, a thing where one of uh, the character's right hand turns into this giant parasite creature that like yeah, wants to parasite. eat people. Oh, yeah. So I was yeah, like, parasite. is this a meme? I was like, did you see Parasite? And then we're like, nah, I'm going to make a jerk off joke off of that. Or is or the Japanese <laughs> manga artists were like, nah, I'm going to make a jerk off joke off of that. I'm like playing this metagame with my own, with myself where I'm like, oh my god, wait, like, is anime real? Like, what's real, Meta what's square. not? But is anime even real? Really? That's really it. All right, Chase, it's over to you. This All is right. my last lightning round question, so if you get it right, you're just going to have to deal with the tie. <laughs> That's fine. All right, we've got Dark Heart Touch. Young blind girl falls in love with a man, the man of her dreams. Simple, charming, and kind, only to find out that he's actually a horrifying genetically engineered experiment who's currently on the run from the government. Just seems too pedestrian, man. I'm going to give that one a false. You give it a false? I think it sounds perfectly pedestrian, and I think it's true. <laughs> just for, well, just for my two cents. Oh, okay, good, good. Well, I appreciate you referring to me as perfectly pedestrian because I did make that up. <laughs> so you're Not right, real. Chase. Chase is right. You're gonna have to deal with a tie. Looks a like perfect tie. Perfect tie. What's better than a perfect tie? Hey, man, yeah. I'm. I give you this. Props on playing the fucking. Play, <laughs> playing I, the game. I know, I employed the hunter strategy. I'm proud of you. He played the game. Yeah. That's good shit. What? <laughs> that's the first time that's ever happened. That's good shit. Smart, smart. All right, gang. That's enough for this game. Mm -hmm. Let's go ahead. Let's move on to the mail corner. What do we got going on in the mail? That's fine. Uh, so we put out a tweet to try to get some questions from Mr. Ian because he is the master of the internet. And we got a few for you, my man. Nice. One from Nato Johnson, the other from Quentin Hoffman. Two strapping young lads. Both just basically wondering, why do you love anime so much? And I'm going to I'm gonna twist this a little bit because you only have so many words on Twitter. And I want to ask you, Ian, like, you once sent me a YouTube video that was kind of talking about the, like, formal qualities of anime versus other cartoons. And I kind of want to ask all of you this since you guys ask it so much. Anime is a cartoon, but under that umbrella, it's something in its own in its own stratosphere how would mm. you describe like what anime is from like a formal perspective like obviously it's a cartoon but how do you tell somebody who's never seen anime okay this is what to look for and this is when you'll know when a cartoon has become an anime hmm it's a difficult question and like people talk about this all the time about what defines an anime so and it's different for everybody some people say that the only anime ever comes out of japan if a cartoon comes out of Japan, then that's an anime to some people. But then, like, where do you put, um, like, cartoons from America that are playing off of those tropes and are trying to do the same thing, right? Like, where does Teen Titans from Cartoon Network come in? Where does, I don't know, like, where does, um, where does Avatar, the last airbender from Nickelodeon come in? Uh, like, where does Neo Yokio, the most recent show from Netflix that, like, is stylized off of anime, where do those fall in? And for me personally, I just see anime as both a style and also a, like, it's high, no, it's hard to explain, I guess. Because in Japan, people call animation, they call Spongebob anime here. Anime is just mm -hmm. the word for anything that is a cartoon. So it's kind of the opposite where in America, we call everything a cartoon. And then, 
over here in Japan, everyone calls everything anime, no matter where it's from. So, wow, I, I'm surprised I, that they don't kind of like, like, no, our shit's anime. You know, like they don't take a little bit more of that thing that that what America's given them, saying no, only the good shit is, or only the shit out of Japan's anime. I would think that they would almost take that and run. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You you see this with a lot of people in America where they're like. I think that Japan is more open to that sort of stuff where like, oh, they'll take anything and just call like it's just the term, right? Like it's the same as calling a comic book, right? Like manga right. in Japanese is just comic book. So like if they get Batman, they're like, oh, like what manga is that? Like it's not like mm. I don't think they have like the like super important attachment to the lexicon of the words. They're just like, oh, this is just what this thing is in our language. Mm-hmm. Um, but like to American audiences, right? Like no one would ever call SpongeBob an anime in america nope because like we are very much into defining a as a b as b c as c whatever um and but i mean just personally for me i am one of those people that says like anime is both a style and a location so like if an anime if something comes out of japan and even even though it's not stylized directly as the anime prototypical style i would call it an anime but i consider avatar the last airbender stylistically an anime so i consider it an, an I, american anime can i ask you what like what the description is of that style um hmm so there's style in the aesthetic and there's style in the story arc i guess like if if an anime if something like has a bunch of transformations like dragon ball z i would say that is kind of anime like or that or a scene would be anime like right if a character powers up like in in that similar fashion i would say that's anime like um but stylistically i would say like um like dragon i I guess my like my root thing is dragon ball z if something looks like dragon ball z to me then that is like where i base it off of like the old like 90s era anime um that's why i think neo yokio with the way it's like like, i don't know ridiculously colored hair like the way the jaws are angled, like color palettes, like animation style. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's all things together, but it's different for everybody. I think. Sure. What about I you think, guys? I think transformation was a great, that's what I was going to say. I wasn't even able to come up with the word on my own, but that's one thing because me and Max talk about this a lot. Like I would say that even just as Americans, like what we do as the lexicons consider anime and manga, like, we are not um, heralds of all things anime, you know? Like, there's only probably, like, a specific subtype of shows that we actually do like. There's a whole bunch of, like, high school-based fucking, you know, kids doing high school shit anime. Shit's turning into cans. Yeah, and, Hmm. like, there's there's a whole, you know, there's a bunch of sexual shit that, like, we're not really into. I don't watch any of that. There's, like, vampire stuff. You know, like, there's just all kinds of crazy anime and, like... Most of that stuff actually doesn't interest me. Um, as far as what I define anime, the stuff that I like, I think transformation is pretty a pretty big trope in it. I think um, powering up, yeah, is also a pretty big trope in it. Um, I think a lot of times it comes down to like um, backgrounds and stuff. So like backgrounds will have like dry paint or like a, like a color watercolor paints mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. on it. Um, nice. A lot of it, a lot of times it comes to like the shading. Like the sh- like whether the shading is like kind of um, Super absolute, angular, right? Yeah, it's like angular absolute uh, shading, you know. Mm, um, yeah, hard lines. So so those things definitely stand out and are kind of uh, motifs in a lot of the stuff that I watch. But yeah, I mean, Shonen Jump typically is the stuff that I really 
like most. And um, that's the stuff that, like, that that type and then also whatever Cowboy Bebop made and then sort of created other shit for, like, um, Samurai Champloo and, and a lot that. of these other, like, more, mm-hmm. like, story-driven as opposed to, like, fight-driven, like, moment-driven kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I think both of those are the things that I'm most into and that, like, kind of set aside that type of cartoon or anime or whatever you want to call it from other animated shows. Yeah. I mean, I think the, one of the big ones that you said that I really do associate at least like visually with anime over American is detailed backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I feel like it's really overlooked in a lot of like American made, uh, like cartoons, right. That it helps yeah. me differentiate between the two. Obviously lately it's like blending a lot on both sides. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of like progressive, like DC comic book, uh, like cartoons that obviously take a lot from anime Hmm. and they look a lot like anime and like aesthetically they pretty much like they are anime in that sense. So you blur the line, right? Which is why you're never going to get a definitive answer. But I think at the end of the day, there are, like you already described, there are tropes of both. Yep. Right. But so look for those tropes, however many you have, and then make a decision yourself as whether or not you want to call it anime. So, yeah. And I feel like a lot of times when people think about the blank is anime, they're thinking it's kind of like what you were saying before that like there's tons of different styles of anime. There's like the high school drama ones like slice of life, sports anime, um, like yeah, cooking sports. anime. Yeah. Cooking and like anime. I think like sports. So one of my favorite shows that's anime uh, is a show called uh, Haikyuu, which is a volleyball anime. But for all intents and purposes, like it follows the same rules as a typical fighting anime. There's like a tournament. There's a literal tournament because you have that in sports, right? There's like scenes where characters train. There's a powering up. There's like these key moments where a character has to like overcome this certain issue, right? There's a character. Is that the tennis anime? Is it about tennis? No, it's about volleyball. Volleyball. But there is one about tennis. It's very popular as well. Um, Yeah, I think that's what I was thought. Yeah. Like so in one episode, there's a character who's kind of short. And he's afraid of jumping up because a character like a a taller character would block his shot very easily. And there's like this whole like mental victory where he overcomes this fear and does something that like uh, counters that move in such a way that is like completely unexpected. Like he uses his speed. Right. And the way you think about that, the way I described it sounds a lot like a battle with like, I don't know, like a a smaller character versus a bigger character in a fighting anime. Right. So I think a lot of the times what people think about when they think about anime is shonen and shoujo, which is like what you just said, shonen jump, like boy fighting anime. And then like for girls, Mm -hmm. like transformation, magical girl anime, like Sailor Moon and stuff like that, like Puella, Puella, Madoko, Madoko, no Magica, like stuff like that. Like those are all like what Americans think of as anime. Yeah. Like is the, like is the animatrix anime? Like, Technically, no. The anime, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, but in all intents and purposes, it's a style that, like, people are trying to use to have, like, a certain feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. That's a good nice. question. That was well put. Um, last question. We have a, we got some, some email that we'll get to next time, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll round it out with this. This comes from Pixel Brave, who's the man. And he just has a simple one for you, Ian. He says, where are the Japan vlogs? He wants more, he wants more vlogs, sigh. dude. Long sigh. Yeah. No, so the thing is I'm actually going to be starting those up again um, because now I have way more experience editing. Uh, but the problem is, is that I was actually in America spending time with my girlfriend, my girlfriend's family, and then my family, like 
so my girlfriend is Japanese and her entire family came out from Tokyo to visit my parents in Jersey. That's wow. so awesome. That's yeah. so awesome. Jeez. And for context, my Japanese family, I say my Japanese family, my girlfriend's family doesn't speak any English. So like we had to like translate the whole time and there's a whole big ordeal. That's so incredible. Yeah. And this trip back to America, I was thinking, I was like, oh, I'm going to do vlogs. I'm going to like show cow, uh, Cowdy, like doing different American stuff and stuff. But then halfway through, I was like, you know what? Like, I just wanted to experience it, have fun. And then like, we'll yeah, talk man. about it later. And like, it's good. I'll save the vlogs for another time. Like I've been back in Japan for like a week and I have some ideas of stuff I want to do, but. Can I yeah. ask you this? Can we do a vlog when we come down? Oh yeah. Easily. That's like the oh, easiest yeah. thing in the world. Oh, show Can we do a American podcast tourist when we come down? Also the easiest thing in the world. Hell yeah, dude. Oh God. Dude, I'm Chase, so stoked, Chase, dude. Came up, Chase came up with the idea to do a uh, short film. I think we should do it. Totally I would down. love to, man. Dude, I would we love to. We finally have girls at our disposal to, <laughs> to do. Girls finally. at our disposal. <laughs> girls at, all, at, girls our disposal. at our disposal is the name of my pop punk group. <laughs> but I'd be all so right, man, that's all. That that is all the email, Ian. I am like I'm. I can't wait to come to Japan and visit and say what's up. Um, I am already like thrilled. It's it's funny. Like when you pretty much experience somebody basically through Twitter, which is like seeing someone through a people. You don't get a good understanding of who they are. And having a conversation with you about video games has shown me just like how deeply you think about them. And I'm just stoked to sit around a table with you get drunk and like really dive deep into video games and shit. It's going to be a fucking awesome time, dude. I'm fucking yes, pumped, dude. We got to have very so- jealous. Dude, we got to have hot sake and ginger ale. Oh, oh trust me. Yeah. We'll <laughs> yeah, drink trust plenty of that. Me. We'll be plenty of ginger ale. <laughs> uh, man, but thank you. <laughs> but thank you so much again, Ian, for coming on the show. I know we didn't talk about it too much, but you do uh, shows for, or you do stuff for OKB. So I don't know if you wanted to plug any of that or just say anything that you do. Um, yeah. Uh, so I make videos for okbeast.com and okbeast now on Twitter. You can follow us on YouTube at OK or not at okbeast, but youtube.com backslash okbeast. Um, you can find me at Twitter at Ian Why Not. But yeah, if you like video game stuff, check out okbeast. Yes, I also support that. You guys have a great channel over there. Thanks, man. Cool stuff. I yeah, appreciate really it. Really cool. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, again, thank you for being on the show. This has been Witty Banter, episode number 123. One, two, three. Uh, I think we've all kind of said our piece about our beers, so we'll kind of move off after that. But if you want to find uh, me on Twitter, for some reason, you can go to at uh, probably Max. If you want to follow Chase on Twitter, you can go to at Bodacious Chase. The show is Witty Banter Show. Uh, you can always go to wittybantershow.com instead because Twitter is lame. If you so. don't lock down Dink in the Stink, I was about to I'm say, what to happened to Dink down? in the Stink, dude? <laughs> okay, soon to be Dink in the Stink. If probably Max doesn't work, look up Twitter at Dink in the Stink, and that, that'll be me. It's Despite too one good. suggestive picture I put up, probably. Oh, man. Well. Without further ado, <laughs> gentlemen, I got a, a Twitter handle to go to go grab. <laughs> to go s- squat. <laughs> squat on. Thank you so much, Ian. Thank you so much, other two boys on the podcast. Let's go ahead and head on out of here. Beat up, up, beep up. See you guys. Beat up, up. <laughs>